Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining. You are listening to Seize the Day, and I am Natalie Millersnell. It is great to have you here. Now, I'm super excited for today's show because I'm joined by what an absolutely remarkable individual. We met, well, last year it was actually in 2021, and we pretty much spent the whole year together on a Tuesday in Diva on Clubhouse talking about self-love and I'm just super delighted to have her on today to talk a bit more about this topic it's a beautiful area everybody needs to get thinking about this so please everybody put your hands together for the absolutely remarkable self-loveologist Lisa King it's so good to be here it's so good to be here and do you know what? I had to actually write down self-loveologist because the first time we met, I kept going to say sexologist. I don't know why. And I, I would say something, but I don't there know. Is... <laughs> there is self-love in that, which is absolutely yeah. true. How are you, lovely? And for everyone listening, whereabouts are you? What's going on with you today? Oh, wow. So I'm, I've am i moved to a be- out of London to a beautiful area in the Forest of Dean in Gloucester, which is stunning. And yeah, it's really captivated my my creative juices being here. Lots of new things happening, lots of amazing connections being made. I, I'm really looking forward to 2022. I'm really excited for for what's coming. Yeah. Do you know, I I, can't, I really agree with you, actually. Last 2020 was a bit of a uh, just an oddball. 2021 continued that theme a bit. Mm. This year feels a bit different. And perhaps it's because there's that. We've got a bit more release with what's going on, but it does feel, I mean, even today, the sun appears to be shining a lot more this month or this year already. So I, I, I'm with you. It kind of feels, it feels different and there's a lot more hope at the moment, which yeah. is absolutely amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I think people are open to trying a few different things. And, you know, I really do think this is going to be a really good year or a better year for a lot of people. I really do truly believe that. And finding themselves and in that what does selfology mean? A selfologist. So this is your, this is Lisa King. This is quite a unique um, uh, niche that you've gone into, shall we say? What What is it all about, Lisa? How did you get there? <laughs> I've always wanted anology. I've always wanted anology. And um, so self love for me was as I as I was growing up because of my you know my story and my childhood and lots of things happened. I had no self love at all. You know, on the outside. To everybody, I was, I excelled at sports. I was phenomenal at sports. That was a go-to for me. That was like a release. There was a lot of stuff going on at home around, you know, domestic violence. I was assaulted. I won't go too much into detail. And I switched off to the world. And, you know, that sort of snowball of not having that self-love, that self-worth, that self-respect, et cetera. Because as, as a young child before the age of seven, we have no critical thinking. So I, my little brain was coming up with all these things that meant it was my fault that things were going on. And why wasn't this happening? I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough. And which is, you know, a lot of us do have these doesn't need to be a big trauma that creates it. But for me, it snowballed. And then events that happen, self-love wasn't, it wasn't there on the outside. You'd never, ever have thought it. I was that confident person, that joker, but they were just masks. They were just masks. It was like I was living a bit of a double life. Um, and please let me let me let people know. I had a lot of love in my life. I had a, you know, my, you know, my family were amazing. They knew nothing about what was going on. So it was like I was living a bit of a double life, a bit of a spy. 
double agent. Um, and on my journey, I literally, you know, I'm, I'm 50 now. And it wasn't until probably the last, um, my partner, Becky, at the time, my best friend, she took her own life. And that snowballed me back to all the um, coping mechanisms that I had as a kid, which was drinking from the age of 12 because of that event that happened. I went on self-destruct. So I went back to what was familiar, but on a greater scale, because I had a lot of money. I had a lot of friends that that love socialising. So it just literally magnified and I had a breakdown. So I had a choice after that happened of either going back to the life I had, which to everyone else, successful businesswoman, you know, party life, all that, or actually reconnecting with the Lisa before the mask came. Mm. And that was where my self-love journey came. And, you know, it started, I did lots of personal development, started listening to really empowering podcast interviews, all the different things. And I started to understand who I was at my core, you know, and that really was it. But the biggest thing for me was four years ago, I stopped drinking. And that was my ultimate gift of self-love. So for me, if we look inward for the love and we're not reliant upon external anything, you know, if the worst thing happened to me in the world, I will be okay because I have me. I would never have thought that before because I thought that had to come externally. So now being a self-loveologist, I've mastered who I am. And now I help others do the same. And I love how you articulate that and how you frame it and how you deliver it and how also you help others. Because that expression there, the self-mastery, the understanding of self. And it just made me think about, um, I had Lucy Power come into my GAP membership last week on on the 26th talking about transactional analysis and very much what you've just described in terms of how we are informed based on experiences around us from a young age that conditioning and then how we start to have that as a narrative you know I'm I'm not good enough you you know don't be too loud don't grow up be a child and then the, the kind of drivers that then play out in our lives to protect us and as you said the mask and we'll come on to your TED talk in a minute because I know you talked more about that there but the mask that we wear to protect ourselves And then it takes, and it can actually be a small event, albeit you had an enormous event that happened in your life to literally just shatter all of that and and trigger is the word we use, you know, commonly these days to really regress back into. And then all of that flames back up. So it's quite incredible listening and how you had that self-mastery. And you mentioned you, you podcasts you know learning and whatnot what was the kind of biggest thing for you with the alcohol maybe you're the alcohol um putting that to one side what also helped you thrive and come out of that I think it was being kind to myself having some compassion because there were so many events in my life and each one of them creates its own pathway in our brain so there were a lot of things I had to I had to look at, you know, so what I did was I had some compassion and I really, I was kind to myself because I have a massive heart and kind to everyone else. But Mm. when we, we sometimes forget to actually give that to ourselves and to remember that we're on a journey, we're ever evolving. I am, will never be the finished article, thankfully, because I want to carry on growing and learning and, and, but now I understand who Lisa is. And that, and this isn't all about, yay, all your flags flying. There's some other stuff, you know, I could be a pain, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I could be a 
grumpy sod I can (laughs) (laughs) and it's about embracing all of that it's about it's about being able to look at oh oh yeah that yeah I'm a bit grumpy today and we and I joke about it it's like it's not all sunshine and flowers Mm. and that's okay because you have to embrace who you are as a whole and completely love you know I love the fact that when I'm grumpy I love it because I'm like yeah that's it it doesn't happen often but you can have that today. You can have the grumpy bit. There you go. And and I make a joke of it now and it's great. But before there would have been so many other emotions and thoughts and feelings that create behavior. Now I'm, you know, I'm kind to myself. And I also let go of any expectations of anyone else. Mm. Because you, we can, the only person that has any control over how we feel is ourselves. Nobody can make us feel anything that's down to us and once I started to take one step at a time to truly understand human behavior how the brain works and who I was and you piece it together have that compassion take one step at a time and remember that when things don't go according to plan or the path goes off embrace it and remember Mm -hmm. that's not you haven't failed you've learned something you've learned a different path right, that path's not working, so I'll go a different way. That's okay. But be okay with understanding that because otherwise the path can be quite long if you're going in completely yeah. the wrong direction for too long. I've made so many like mistakes and things, but I've learned so much. Yeah. I've and that's what so life's much. all about, isn't it? And do you know what? Oh, listening to you, I've missed our room. Oh, it's just warming <laughs> my soul, Lisa, honestly, and seeing you as well. So much goodness in what you've just said, not least um, and fundamentally, learning to love ourselves and really being compassionate to ourselves how would we treat a friend in the same situation reflecting that back to ourselves and actually giving ourselves the love that we deserve deserved and you mentioned earlier about the finding love externally rather than actually really looking inside and so many of us struggle with that myself included Mm. and it takes time and it takes work and it takes patience yeah to yeah. really allow that to, to land because we can all mask ourselves. Mm. We can all behave in ways that's expected of us but, yeah. and we can then forget what it is that's really we need. So I think that's absolutely beautiful in terms of you know how you position that. And then that helps with resiliency as well and kind of bounce back and bounce forward and all the other stuff. And then you can look at boundaries. Once you understand actually what works for you and what you need around you, yeah. how actually everyone else influences that. And it's okay to say no. Yeah. That's mass- that was a massive thing for me. Yeah. I, was a, I was, honestly, I had a PhD in people pleasing. <laughs> honestly, I became a master trainer, expert. And, and people pleasing was a learnt behaviour for me. Yeah. I had a controlling father and a, and a mum who took people pleasing to a, to a level. And because that relationship, they thrived off each other to a degree at different times, which is a mm. weird thing to say. But, but it did, and the dynamics of it were just really weird. But thankfully for, for mum, she literally was like, no, the minute she said enough and started to piece together what she needed as well, it all finished. So it was quite interesting. But it was, yeah, it is interesting how relationships and dynamics thrive when one's a controller, one's a pleaser type. And I grew up around that, you see. Yeah. Um, and let me be really clear. I, my dad wasn't, a, you know, I won't say, saying his swear words but my dad <laughs> my dad if you met him was and is probably still I don't I haven't seen him for years but he's really funny he's got mm-hmm. a great sense of humor he's very social he's very charismatic 
So if he's around his friends or he's where he wants to be, he's thriving. But when he's not where he wants to be, he completely changes personality. You know, you know he doesn't want to be there. So there is that. So I learned positive and negative from both parents. Yeah. You know, the envi- our environment will always trump will. It always will. It, if, if you're in an environment long enough, it will break you down. It will break you down unless you are so on point. It, you know, and it's massive. So for me, the people pleasing was huge. And I'm talking, I probably had that mask like that for probably 40, 40 plus years. Wow. It was as if I felt I had to earn people's love. I had to go above and beyond it. I would lend money, spend time with people when I was absolutely shattered, help everyone, try and fix things. And there were so many dynamics to it. But the people pleasing was the hardest one because it was so ingrained and in many areas of my life. So I took one step at a time. I looked at where it was impacting me the most. And I looked at that. I put boundaries in place. Did people like it? No, they didn't because they were so used to Lisa doing it a certain way. There was resistance, but they came around to it because I didn't back down. I kept my boundaries and it was it was a challenge. It really was a challenge, especially, I mean, I, I lost friends for like 30, that I've been friends with for 30 years, mm. went. And, and it was okay, because what that did was, although it was upsetting at the time, it, it made me realise that maybe it was a time, people come into our life for a reason, a season, a lesson, whatever way you want to look at it. But it was time, I, I was growing so, so much. And some people would just stay and doing what they wanted to do. And it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. And I knew in my heart that I needed to walk away from spending certain times with certain people. But what that did was create space for some of the most beautiful humans I have ever met. I have connected with the most beautiful souls that warm my heart every day. Yeah. And, and that's, we don't see it when we're going through all the, real emotional stuff it's like we're in the play of our life and we're like there's things going on and it's we're so in it and the emotions are so high and we can't see the wood through the trees but one of the best things I ever did was I literally was imagining sitting in the audience and watching myself in the play but Mm. and looking at it going wow okay so they're saying this and this is how I'm reacting and that's actually making it worse so this is what I need to do but because I was sitting back and taking myself out of the emotion, I was looking at the facts. I was looking at, you know, how I could make that change yeah. with each relationship. And it was a life changing because what it did is I had that self-compassion. I was also kind to myself because I didn't always make the right choices. Yeah. I upset some people. I broke a lot of hearts mm. because trust and abandonment were massive in my childhood. And whenever anybody said, I love you, or even remotely thought, oh my God, it's getting too serious. I walked away. They were beautiful, beautiful humans. I've since spoke to a lot of them and explained, you know, but it's like, it's, I'm where now I'm where I'm meant to be. I'm I'm where I'm meant to be. I'm just doing everything that I love. And I love who I am. Truly hand on my heart. I love who Lisa King is. And the good, the bad, and the and the cheeky and the mischievous, 
I love it. Oh, do you know what that literally I felt what well, I mean we can see each other and obviously Sorry, I do go on this, a bit of a, No, 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 you we'll carry see. on this. I cannot begin to tell you how beautiful that was because I can see you speaking and that, I felt that in my heart. I mean, I felt that I love Lisa King. Mm. And that is so powerful. I wonder how many of us can actually sit here honestly and say I love myself. Like truly, like every yeah. piece of me as well, as you just said, yeah. the bit that gets grumpy, the bit that, yeah. you know, m- might not see things quite clearly and takes a bit of time to get there. But also I love how incredibly energetic I am. I love yeah. how people feel around me and I love what I'm bringing to the table. Yeah. You know, truly yeah. engaging that. So much richness, so much richness in what you've just said. And there's something that struck me, and if I may ask, there's a level of confidence that you need to have or a kind of I've got to do this for myself when you take that step when you pull away from people mm. because as you said people don't like it they're used to Lisa or anyone behaving in a particular way how do you find the confidence to a do it but also b if you're talking from the heart about stuff that's happened is there a worry about what others might say? I'm just thinking for anyone listening in here. Absolutely. You know, how do you, how do you kind of negotiate that dynamic in your mind in terms of, I want to do this, but oh my God, this is going to happen. Yeah. And, and it's very easy for us to look at what the ripple effect is going to be on not only our relationship with that person, but how that has a knock on effect. Um, You know, our social networks are really important. We, we are loving we love connection we are human beings it's really important so what I did is that um, for example I was a very social butterfly so social so for me to turn around and say no I'm not coming people are like whoa okay what's going on but also um, what I did was it's sort of twofold in two different ways so from the social point of view what I would do is I would actually say to people um, and let's say I didn't want to go. It wasn't that I didn't want to be with the people. I was just really tired or I just didn't want to go. There was no other reason. Yeah. What I would do is say, you know, I'd love to come, but I'm absolutely shattered and I really need to look after myself. Um, But next time, let me know and I'll come. So you're not saying no to them. I'm never going to come again. Yeah. You're saying right now, I really need to look after myself. And I'm not saying you should have to justify because no should mean no. Yeah. But when you're first starting to do this and you feel that if you just say no, some people might react, then if you do it from the point of view of take it away from anything to do with them yeah, and make it about you and what you need, it's a lot harder for them to get the ump because it, they're not taking it personally because straight away you're saying this has got nothing to do with you or what you're doing, but right now I need to look yeah. after myself. That's a really good way of teaching yourself that when you start saying no it's a tiny step you're doing it the way you feel comfortable but then what you're doing is you're telling your brain it's okay I haven't died I'm still alive everything's fine there's no okay but it is it's like teaching we're so um, yeah yeah programmed in our behavior that we think something bad's going to happen so we focus on the negative 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 we're not actually thinking actually let me take a little step and just test the waters, just tell my unconscious brain, tell, you know, tell the patterns in my head that actually it's okay to do something a little bit different yeah. and, and just build on that. And that's yeah. what I did. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean totally breaking away from everyone. It means 
do what feels right for you that feels achievable yeah because confidence is situational you might be super confident in one respect but you it it's like you need to each situation you've got to grow again level yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally and do you know yeah. what really just struck me then as well and I put it on an email out the other day try it we often default because of again programming and this is all about mindsets so it's the narrative we have mm. the narrative influences the behaviors you just spoke about which then will give us the outcome so yeah. it's changing that kind of upfront bit the, yeah. that programming that mindset the narrative how we action and putting ourselves first isn't it really absolutely and rather than the default because I know I've done this before and I really I try hard not to I don't do it so much now but rather than saying, sorry, I'm not coming, as, as you quite rightly said, you're taking it away from the other person. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. I just need to, you know, be with myself for a bit here. Yeah. So it's not personal because also something else I wrote down with, with a part of your conversation or what, what the beauty you were saying, it's also appreciating others, however they're behaving for their own struggles that they're going through. Absolutely. We have and that's no a really big one. On. Yeah. yeah. We have no idea. I did a live in this actually, um, a live on this this morning. Oh, right. okay. Well, good yeah. timing. <laughs> and it was all about stop taking things personally. It's probably got nothing to do with you. Yeah. When we hold on to what other people say or do, and we take it personally, the only person probably affected by it is ourselves. Yeah. Because you know they're they're getting on. They're doing whatever. When we let go, it's so I do like a reflection exercise every week where I look at and celebrate what I've done in that week. What's been really good? What has been amazing? What have I loved, you know, that I can bring more into into my world? And I reflect on what didn't go quite so well. What would I do differently? But I let go. So and there's been we've talked offline. There's been a lot of stuff and letting go of other people's behavior and other people's words and thoughts are so important because it's everyone's got an opinion everybody's got their stuff to deal with and they have their own conditioning their own behaviors their own beliefs about themselves and their world that can be projected onto us it's they can't make us feel anything yeah we do that so if if we allow what they're what's going on with them to impact our world and our thoughts we then can start actually behaving differently, you know, feeling differently, and it can impact our health, our relationships with others, and more importantly, our own self-worth. And that for me is a no-no. Mm. It, it, it stopped many years ago now. So that reflection means I don't carry things. Yeah. So it's a really great tool to use when you're celebrating, we forget celebrate oh, who you yes. are yeah what yes. you've achieved what you've yeah. I did it this morning actually yeah. on last week and wrote down everything that happened yeah. and it's quite incredible when you really give yourself that moment to I did this oh yeah that happened oh because also as well we can get kind of caught up because it's going so fast absolutely that you really forget what you've done so yeah. when you take that moment and to your point as well beautiful thing to think about what can I let go of do you know what my repeat one is get low of get let go of doubt. <laughs> that's the one I'm right down. Let go of doubt yeah. there. You don't have to worry about it. It's worked out. It's been fine. So that's my repeat yeah. one that I work on. But it's really fascinating when you celebrate, let go. And as you quite rightly said earlier, and just now, no one can make us feel anything. It yeah. you know, it comes from people can behave in a bad way, which will then, you know, hurt us. And that's a, a different Absolutely. thing. Yeah. But in terms yeah. of, you know, how we think about a situation, we can control that with our mindset a hundred percent. And when we can really look at others and 
kind of think, okay, well, they've maybe got their own thing going on and this is why they're behaving. Compassion. Yeah, yeah, appreciate them for their own little uniqueness, That not little even, their unique being. It really can help transform how we think and seal. Seal. We think and seal. Yeah, hey. (laughs) Let's just have it. That could be a whole new thing. (laughs) So on that, let's go back. Let's dive back two, three years ago now, 2019. You do a TED Talk. Yay, amazing. Unmasking the true you. Is that the actual title? Brilliant. Okay. What's the topic there really? I mean, uh, we can kind of guess, but we've spoken a bit about it. What's the premise for you there? Because I know this is a big um, a big subject matter that you like to explore, but also how did you get yourself to the TED talk and get on the stage? Cause I know you and I've discussed this before and I think it's a really remarkable journey there as well. So as in, from the point of view of the manifestation side of it. Yes, mean? yes, 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 yeah, absolutely. So on my journey of, you know, from the breakdown to making that choice of, you know, Lisa, come on. Um, TED talks were always a big thing because um, I love to chat, as everyone's probably gathered. <laughs> we and, did so well in Clubhouse. <laughs> oh, I tell you, it just... It flew by. <laughs> it did, didn't it? It did. And I've always been a, a speaker. I've always been um, captain of my club, so I would always emcee all the award nights, and I would always... You know, I've not worried at all about getting up and speaking and sharing. But when it came to Becky, my partner, who took her life, and being able to speak about that, it was like... That vulnerability was there, that shame, that guilt, all these different emotions. So it's very easy to talk about things that aren't emotive, Mm. but when it gets emotive, that's different. What I did was uh, TED Talks were always fascinating to me because I thought people are getting up and they're talking. I love it. So I was using them as a a tool to learn initially. And I thought, oh, it'd be really great to do a, a TEDx. So I was part, I was a speaker coach. I went on a bit of a journey with that. And I was asked to um, do, you know, who would like to be, do a TEDx? So I thought, yeah, I'll put myself in the mix. And I got chosen to do it, etc. And what I did was, pre- many years prior to that, I would actually visualise myself on a TEDx stage with the TEDx letters. Brilliant. So I knew it was going to happen. And for me, like I manifested this house. I pictured what this house looked like to a degree. It's really interesting, but I've got this, um, I love visualization. Mm. I love, you know, looking at what it is that you want and actually bringing it into your world. And that's what I did with, I truly believe that's what I I did. I've got a vision board here. I'm 100% behind you. Totally Totally agree. Visualization is so powerful. Yeah. And I and what I wanted to do was something a bit different because on TEDx, it's normally just people standing talking. Mm. And so I asked a really good friend of mine, Jody, to create because my my talk was around unmasking the true you. I told her about the masks that I was going to do, which was the Joker, the people pleaser and the Lone Ranger. So she created some physical masks I actually did on my talk. So I held Mm. them in my hand as I spoke about them. Really, and what that did, it also gives people a a, a visual, which is a bit yeah. different. But it also, it's like I was talking to the mask, so it's like it, it gives you that ability to be able to use it as a right. I know exactly where I am. I know exactly what I need to do. This is what I'm talking about. So you don't go off piece. It's like a prompt, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't need notes or whatever. You've got a physical thing with you that enables the continuation of the story. But also, actually, it's almost a bit of a projection as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I had it there. So I would then pass it out and say to people, have you, you know, is this you, etc." So it was a really powerful way of being different. I like to be different mm. and, you know, being able to share. So it was, um, the joker was all around putting on a front as a joker, especially in school. So people didn't say, oh, you're right, Liz. Because the minute people would mm. say, it was all a secret. So if they said what's going on, that would put me in a situation. So if I was a bit of a joker, and I am quite funny. Not, <laughs> I actually, See, I laugh. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. actually am quite funny. But now you're getting the real me, not sort of feeling I have to be funny. You know when you get those awkward silences yeah. and people feel like they have to fill it? That was me. Like, right. Right, I need to, right, right, okay, I'll be the funny one. That'd be okay. Whereas now... I'm like, if I've got nothing to say, I'm still oh, this is good. Yeah. So there was that mask. Then there was the people pleaser. And on my people pleaser mask, I had, um, so it was literally a paper mache. On there was um, an egg timer, which represented my energy, mm-hmm. money, drink, and a timer. So it was all the different elements of what I gave away or, or how, and they represented something. So when I did my talk... Right, I've done that one. What's the next one? That one. Oh, yeah, cool. That one. Yeah. one that Sorted. Brilliant. And, and it worked because I don't script. I don't, yeah. script it. I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go out on stage and have no idea what you're talking <laughs> Talk about. about. Yeah, no, right. absolutely. Yeah. Please don't think that's the case. But for example, when I've done a talk on self-love and I break down each of those letters you know exactly what you're talking about because you've got the letter. You know what you're coming yeah. on to because you've got the next letter. There are ways that you can do things with speaking. And to be honest, I really don't care what people think either. <laughs> yeah. I will go out and speak from the heart. And, you know, there is that element of my TEDx talk had a, a theme, and, and it, but I still went off piece. Yeah. But it felt right. It felt, it felt that that was what I was meant to deliver in that moment. And... I'm okay with any attachment to people's opinions because they are just their opinions, mm. you know? And don't get, it's not that I'm not listening to people because I do, but but if I don't want to take on somebody's, um, you know, I will not take advice from, um, criticism from somebody I wouldn't take advice from, you know? So I will listen to people if they're going to be constructive. Yeah, brilliant, get that. I can make it better by doing this. Wicked. But at the same time, if I'm being true to who I am, speaking from my heart, that's me yeah that's it and also you're not a robot and I think hopefully if if anyone's taken anything from this um this episode today or in our conversation it's that just getting up and doing something being prepared understanding what works for you so it enables you to stand there speak whatever those prompts might need to be but also we're human we're unique and we can share and celebrate anything in that moment that feels right yeah, and people and like real. People, yes. If I had stood there and been like really a robot. perfect, yeah, 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 and gone rah rah rah, rah I would have got bored. Yeah, <laughs> because you know you want people to see. People will res. Some people will resonate with me, and some people won't, and they're both okay. Yeah, because you know you can't be liked by everyone. I don't want to be vanilla. I I want the right people to be drawn to me. And the right people not to be because there's somebody out there for them that can yeah. that they can listen to and they can connect with that you know I don't do fluffy I'm not fluffy you've probably gathered that 
and and when people come and, and I, you know, what I, you all don't know because you can't see Lisa, she has a pink fluffy out, outfit on, <laughs> <laughs> and my tutu, and your tutu. <laughs> but you know, so it's it's about being uniquely you. Yeah, be perfectly imperfect. Be be exactly who you are, and the right people will be around, and the right people will leave, and that doesn't mean you're you're just making space. Yeah, be you, and. When, when that was first said to me, and I really, really was challenged with that because of my people pleaser. Mm. But, oh, my God, the best thing I ever did was embrace who I am, being true, being who you are, however that is and whatever that looks like for you, is the right thing for you. And, and I know that that's challenging. And initially when you start, I know I truly get mm. it. Take one little step at a time. Be kind to yourself. And remember, you may not be able to stand in the mirror and say, I love you straight away because I wasn't able to. So I would say I'm doing the very best I can today. You know, I'm, I'm, that's great. I loved it when you did this. And because saying I love you to myself in the mirror didn't feel right. So I just did mm. little bits. Now I can't step away from the mirror enough. I, I, I you stop know, looking at myself. You get away from the mirror, please. <laughs> yeah it's so true though yeah I mean but I mean that's the brilliance though I think humor is an important part of life and we need to be able to reflect and laugh at I'm making this effort and I'll crikey look at me or whatever but be able to celebrate the joy and the struggle in finding that self-love to be able to project it back onto ourselves and that's what's really rather remarkable and wonderful and lovely to listen to you articulate and your story as well because it's generous in your sharing I love your candid approach I love how really matter-of-fact you are about it and how very honest sincere and uh, you know authentic in your approach and that's what's really magic and that's what you know resonates so rich, so beautiful. Lisa, closing out, one bit of advice. What would you give somebody? Listen to this podcast, thoroughly inspired with everything that you've had to say. Mm. What one piece of advice or kind of stepping stone would you give somebody to help them make that self-mastery journey or start on the self-mastery journey? I would say it's really easy to look at where the destination is. And sometimes we get to that destination and we think, oh, what next? And we forget to enjoy the journey. We forget to actually, you know, look at it and celebrate and reflect. And, and who we're becoming on that journey is so important because the destination and the end goal, yeah, that's great, but it isn't about that. It's about who we have to become along that journey. So enjoy who you're becoming. Enjoy mm. what you're doing, whatever the journey, because, the, the, you know, you look at a river, there's many different ways it could go. Embrace it embrace the journey and remember that we're never the finished article I would never want to be the finished article because I'm enjoying the journey I'm on and the twists it's taken and they're not always really empowering there are moments embrace it learn from it and and be you that's it love it the present moment is what matters live it enjoy it and celebrate what you're going through fabulous where can everybody find you lisa where's the best place to get you oh brilliant so valentine king are now literally launching everywhere on social so put valentine king in we are going to be on facebook on linkedin we're you know we are going to be everywhere but if you put Valentine King in or Lisa King, I've normally got a funky shirt on. These are, the <laughs> yes, These are how I celebrate, you see. I buy myself a funky shirt. It's great. Brilliant. Love it. <laughs> 
This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. What a way to start the week. Love it. Love it. I'm going to be bouncing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to seizetheday.simplecast.com for all of my other shows. If you're interested to hear more about coaching, please visit nmscoaching.co.uk. If you'd like to chew the fat over some of the topics in these podcasts, please come and join me at my Facebook group, Dare to Be You. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. 